Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. Uh, how you doing? This is Cover Four with the guys. How's it going, Nick? I'm feeling great. I just got to give a quick shout out to my boys. Obviously, y'all know I'm a Falcons fan. I am also an Atlanta Braves fan. We got game one of the World Series tonight. We're about to kick the Astros ass. Let's get it. Yeah, that is exciting, <laughs> even though I am not a baseball fan at all. <laughs> how you doing today, Terrence? Man, doing good. Just took the boys to this trunk or treat. Um, boys. <laughs> He's on dad Man, so hours. It's crazy. Yeah, I was on dad daddy time. <laughs> Jig gonna be on dad time from now until damn near the end of time. Eternity, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, that shit nah. kicking. It's kicking in high gear. Holiday season. We ain't claiming that. <laughs> and they're gonna and they gonna have the other baby in what March? Yeah, you about to be year That's round. That's it for me. Hey, but listen, he though he almost at the age where he more, you know, self sufficient. Then Taylor kind of follows him, so hopefully Taylor, you know, potty trains faster um, and stuff. So I mean, it's funny because he goes like he he'll go like in the shower or something, or he'll go stand next to the toilet. He'll look down. <laughs> It'd be funny. <laughs> he said, "I don't it's know a, what's something supposed funny, to man. go on right now, but I'm yeah. not even sure. <laughs> I just know I'm supposed to stand here and look down." It's funny because like whenever we about to put him in the shower, uh, you know, take his clothes off, take take his diaper off, and then he's done it plenty of times where he stood in front of the shower and like peed on the floor, and I'm like, <laughs> but he gets the idea though. He gets the idea. So. That's funny. Kids are a blast that me and Nick don't know about. We are animal dads, but I do know those two little boys, and they are hilarious. So moving on to the exciting, what was that week seven we had in the NFL? Yes, sir. It was crazy, a lot of exciting things. To start it off, we had the beatdown that the Titans put on the Chiefs. It was disrespectful, 3-27. to 27. Terrence, if you are Chiefs fans or, you know, you're part of the management, how do you feel? Like, do you think it's panic mode time? Listen, I've been calling this for weeks now, honestly. You know, everybody who's been listening to the pod can back that up and vouch for this. I mean, for me personally – it's panic time for them. I mean, it's not looking good at all because when you think about it, you think about the Chiefs, you know that, okay, if anything, we're going to make it a, you know, a high-scoring game. It's going to be a shootout, if anything, because, okay, our defense can't stop them, but at least we can score. Titans' defense ain't that good. They held y'all to three points. That's the that's the scary thing, that that defense isn't spectacular, and they held them. Out of all offenses, they held them. Yeah, it's insane. I think, um, like I said, I, I mean, I think I called it. I mean, I think teams are starting to catch up to, you know, the style of game that they play. And, you know, you can get them behind. I mean, yeah, they love to throw the ball. But, I mean, realistically, they haven't really looked that good this year. So, That's true. That's man. true. <laughs> what do you think, Nick? I mean, I agree. You know, we were all texting. All the guys were texting in the group chat when all, while that was happening because we were, like, in disbelief. Terrence called it early. He said they're already in panic mode. But I don't think any of us – and I said my prediction was, you know, if they can't beat Tennessee, I thought this was going to be their comeback week. But, I mean, like – and I was saying if they lose, period, like by three points, I'd be like, all right, it's panic mode. And they got mollywop. So, I don't know. You know, outside of maybe Tampa my, – in my opinion, Tennessee has the worst secondary in the NFL. But statistics would tell you it's Tampa – um, so regardless, they're either one or two worst in the NFL and secondary. And if there's one things you, you can rely on the chiefs with it's passing offense and the fact that they couldn't get anything going, I mean, that was terrible to watch. So, I mean, 
Uh, if they weren't in panic mode yet, now you are smashing that button. Uh, yeah, the Titans lost Caleb Farley, that first round draft pick for the year, too. So the that, only one they had was a rookie coming off a broken neck, bro. And you didn't even have to worry about that. On a, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy if you look at it. For me, though, if I'm, you know, Chiefs fans or Chiefs GM, I'm not hitting the panic mode yet because people forget that. Look, check me out. This is the only reason why I'm not hitting the panic mode. Remember that year they won the Super Bowl? They played yeah. from behind that whole that whole run. Remember every every game they were in, they were they were like, okay, but we're, they were winning games. But yeah. the, but you, what I'm saying is that they is that that they have that offense to be able to be like, you know what, we can get hot, and they know they can because you got to think. Other than Tyreek Hill dropping the ball, if Mahomes just takes a couple sacks or throw the ball out of bounds, like at least half of his turnovers probably don't happen. Because he's just forcing it. But then again, I, I listened to – they were talking about it. Uh, Colin Card and a couple other people on, like, ESPN and everything were just bringing up the fact that their defense is so bad that he's probably thinking, like, every play I got to score. And he's, like – he's not settling for, like, hey, I can get a field goal. He's, like, no, I have to score. It's so, great, though, because you think about it, like, okay, you're down, you know, 7, 14, however many points. Like, in that game, they lost about 24. But, yeah, a lot. Um, there's no 24-point play. No, so at the end of the day, I mean, you got to take it, you know, one drive at a time, one play at a time. And I mean, if you look at it, I mean, this Giants team they played this week beat the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then they play the Packers, Raiders, who already have success in beating them. And when they got to play them twice, they play the Cowboys, who are hot. They play the the Broncos twice. Who okay, they they, they can beat the Broncos. But they also play the Chargers and the Bengals, who are hot as well. So it's not going to be easy for sure. No. I, I just think, like, if if I'm them, if you can get Mahomes to clean up some stuff. But, I mean, he's been like that his whole career. We're taking big risks and, you know, playing a little unorthodox. But I don't know. You, they just, to me, I'm not going to count them out yet because I feel like it's easy just to be like, yeah, they're going to, you know, play bad and it's going to continue. I've seen what they've done when they went to the Super Bowl, getting to the Super Bowl. I just think it's a matter of that they were just too arrogant of addressing the defense and being super cocky. So they're going to deal I mean, with that. Boy, definitely turned the ball over too now. I mean, yeah. he's been doing that in previous years, and this year he's turning it over a lot more. I guess my thing is this. When I say panic button, I don't necessarily mean the season's over, but now it's time to, like, take a real look in the mirror and be like, all right, what are we, like, what are we doing? You know, like, it's we have 18 weeks this year as opposed to 17. You know, there's 17 total games now. So, I mean, they can still turn it around. But, I mean, at the end of the day, coming off a Super Bowl run where, you know, who knows what would have happened if the offensive line was ready to rumble. But, you know, they you're talking about a, a team who's – we're talking about dynasty potential looks like one of the bottom-tier teams in the, in the league right now. So that's why I say panic button time. I got you. I got you. So moving forward, we had Carson Wentz put on a show in a – like a San- – oh. Not sandstorm. I was trying to say something. But I don't know what I was about to say. Rainstorm. It was storming, bro. I would have been so <laughs> mad if I was out there playing ball. It was pouring. They had to exchange the balls at halftime. Uh, how do you think Wentz looks so far, Terrence? I mean, I think he looks like the Eagles Wentz. Um, I mean, we see already that, honestly, like, he's turning the corner as far as, you know, his performance. You know, uh, turnovers, um, things like that just – Fumbling, because he was fumbling a whole lot of the Eagles before he ended up getting traded and everything. Just a whole bunch of, like, what are you doing moments. Yeah. And um, now, honestly, you know, what really benefits him is that the running game, 
And then, you know, guys I feel like have stepped up, like Michael Pittman Jr. stepping up big, making big time catches. Um, and then, you know, Paris Campbell and the other rest of the group with, you know, T.Y. Hilton being out. So, I mean, guys are stepping up and I mean, they're deep at running back. So that's not a, it's not a problem either. So, and then defense wise, we know that their defense, you know, Pittman, Pittman's giving his best, slower version of a Mike Evans impersonation. He literally <laughs> is physical. He's a big dude. He's just not that fast, and he fights for the ball. Uh, Nick, do you think this team can get into the playoffs, even being in that same division as the Titans? I mean, yeah, because, one, that division's terrible. So you have some games that – and I, sh- I shouldn't say terrible because they're just top-heavy because, I mean, like them and the Titans are clearly playoff – in my opinion, both teams could and probably should make the playoffs. Um, so you got basically four easy games in your schedule between the Texans and the Jaguars. So you should clear those out. Um, and then on top of that, the fact that they click in all the right areas, um, especially the way that they can match up against the Titans. So they have a stout defense top to bottom. And those wide receivers are kind of playing a lot better than what we think they were going to be. And then plus you have a solid running game with Jonathan Taylor. We see what the offensive line has done for Carson Wentz. You know, if you look at Wentz's numbers from that game, they don't look that great. But again, they were playing in a very rainy situation. The fact that he was still able to go 17 for 26, two touchdowns, no picks is is huge. So he would have had, had three if Naheem Hines didn't drop yeah. the damn ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Oh, my um, God, bro. He's, he's so bad. fast, bro. He would have been gone. I had exactly. him in fantasy. He pissed me off. Nah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, I think they definitely could. Now, whether or not they can really make noise in the playoffs, I don't know about that much, but they could make the playoffs. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I feel like there's still a lot of games left, you know, 10 games left. and They, can, they still have a lot of time to catch steam if they can, you know, continue to win a lot of these big games, I feel like. Yeah, and obviously Carson I mean, Wentz is still fire. getting used to the team, yeah. Yeah, maybe they catch fire. So, well, I mean, we'll get to see for sure. I think it's starting to show that they kind of trust Wentz, like, no matter what he does. They're kind of just like, you know what, we're going to trust you. Whatever you do, we're behind you, because it doesn't seem to be too much bad things they're saying about him. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like everybody, Frank Wright's back, and everybody's kind of getting behind him. So that's good to see. Uh, This is something not so good for Seattle fans out in the Pacific Northwest. I know they're hurting, you know. Seattle's woes continue without Russell Wilson. Uh. What do you guys think? What do you think this Lee Seattle looking like, Nick? Um, I mean, it's kind of exposing what they've been for the last couple of years, which has literally just been let's for us cook, which sounds great when he's on the field and torching teams. But without him, what are they? I mean, this, and the bad part was it was another one of those rainy games uh, last night. Not a very exciting Monday night football game. A lot. Of, if you love defense, I mean, it was a lot of fun to watch. But, I mean, it exposed your team. I mean, you let uh, – Alvin Kamara do whatever he wanted last night on defense. Offensively, I was actually – I'll give, you know, one little thing. Uh, you know, Geno Smith has not looked bad, but he's clearly not the same thing as Russ. And when DK Metcalf is uh, – I know he had the one big play, and a lot of people are focused on that, but he got locked up when he started, you know, beefing uh, with Lattimore. Um, so, I mean – People try to beef with him and it ain't worked. Ask Mike Evans. He got away with that <laughs> one time. Mike Evans ain't yeah. had a game against that man ever since. Yeah, he had that one. He had that one awesome touchdown, which was huge. But then after that, I think he had a total of five targets, like three catches. You know, it wasn't really. Besides that one catch, those were all his stats. Um, yeah, that one. It was eighty. I think like eighty-four yards. Yeah, Lockett's been kind of having a weird season too. He's usually one of the most reliable receivers. Um, so I mean, this puts Russ in the 
in the driver's seat for whatever he wants this offseason. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, have definitely. To see. I mean, I definitely agree with that. End of the day, like you said, I feel like this definitely exposes Seattle. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what's up with Pete Carroll thinking that, oh, we have the Cleveland Browns offensive line. We just got to run the ball every time. So, Alex Collins, like, come, bro, y'all not, offensive line, you're not generating the rushing yards. Not like against that defensive line, bro. Not against yeah, that D-line. <laughs> it's insane. And the, the, crazy, the, the crazy thing is, Seattle actually outplayed them in the first half. Granted, um, the Saints, they were getting a lot of personal fouls and stuff like that, a lot of 15-yard penalties, uh, which definitely helped Seattle out. Um, the kicker needed to lose his job because this man, <laughs> goodness gracious. <laughs> and then, you know, their passing game, like you said, without Russ is not existing. I mean, offense is terrible, bro. It, it's terrible. End of the game, Geno Smith got sacked on every play. I mean, to me, if you even look at it, it's it's not even just an offensive thing. It's a defensive thing. Like, if you look at it, Pete Carroll, every time he's get, he gets into it with a player, he sends the player off. You know, you saw Earl go. You saw Richard go. Cam retired probably early. You know, he said it was because of, like, you know, just the style of play, but everything plays a factor. And now you look at it, their defense isn't good. So even if Russ is there, like, you probably can't keep going as far as far, far as you want because your defense is so bad. Like, you, you got to think – that Saints offense didn't have Mike Thomas. They didn't have their switchblade army knife and uh, Taysom Hill. They just had Alvin Kamara and Jameis getting mad that his receivers were dropping the ball. Because you got to think, <laughs> if they catch those balls, bro, Jameis was throwing some nice balls all around the field for him. It's probably er- over early. Yeah, Kenny Stills and you had Kevin White. Yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, I feel like – it, it, it makes them what obviously makes them way more competitive with Russ because we know how dangerous their passing attack is with him. And I feel like, you know, even with Geno Smith, like, you know, when you play with somebody for such a long time and then another guy comes in and instead of throwing the moon ball, he's throwing it kind of more on a rope. I don't know. I feel like a lot of that stuff does factor in, but at the same time, I feel like Alvin Kamara at one point had more receptions than Geno Smith had completions. Alvin Kamara had his best CMC day performance as in usage rate because Carolina does that with a CMC. They just, hey, we're going to give you the ball. Go over here. Run it. We're just going to give you the ball. Like, they, the Saints literally did (laughs) that. Their game plan was like immaculate. They just kept them away from Bobby Wagner and they (laughs) ran them all over the field. That was like, I, I was like amazing. Yeah, he's running those choice routes. Yeah, yeah. it was like, okay, all right, where's Bobby? Just... All right, we'll get we'll get you the other way. Bro, it was <laughs> it was so funny to see because he would run towards Bobby, right, and then go yeah. the other way, and then the the outside linebacker, the corner wouldn't even like pay attention. They wouldn't guard him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's getting rough in Seattle. It's safe to say that this offseason in Seattle, if it doesn't turn around, it's probably gonna be something to see. Uh, now we shift gears onto the other side of the team that played last night, the Saints. What do you think about that offense without Mike Thomas, uh, Terrence? I mean, last night was a testament to show, like, how important it is to have that guy that's your number one or that reliable guy that you know if I pass him the ball, he's going to catch it. No matter if it's contested, he's wide open, no matter the case. Um, Obviously, we know – how big of a factor Michael Thomas is for this offense. Granted, now they have Drew Brees, I mean, uh, Jameis Winston, but 
you know, James does have a big arm, um, and he's making a whole lot better decisions. You know, him getting through games, not throwing any interceptions, that's big. That's really big. Um, granted, he had a couple plays, a couple throws in there while I was like, oh, okay, James. But um, I feel like – I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if Michael Thomas wants to stay at this point. But, I, I mean, with the trade deadline coming up, He's not even he have a choice. But he's not even he's not even ready to come back yet either, though. Yeah, I know, but I mean, other teams know what he can do, and I mean, they're gonna you know give up some players or draft picks for him. So I mean, I feel like he's definitely important for this team because you know he's their clear number one, and then the other guys, I feel like they're great supporting cast, but they're not. They don't have any true number one receivers out there without them. And then obviously losing Jared Cook to the Chargers. Um, you know, that was a big – that's a big miss as well for them um, as far as, you know, having that safety blanket as well as Taysom Hill not playing. But, you know. Yeah, they're just – they're super thin on offense. The depth isn't the same like it is on defense. Defense, they're pretty deep, honestly, in different aspects. Nick, I'm going to talk to you about this. I do not want to talk about this. It obviously <laughs> pissed me off on Sunday. <laughs> yes, the jungle Bengals are for real, and Marlon Humphreys needs – to talk to God or something. I don't know because that shit looked ridiculous. Jamar Chase explodes against our all-pro corner, has a field day with him, and the Bengals take bring the jungle to MT Bank Stadium. This is we had five straight wins against the Bengals previously. How do you how do you feel about this, Nick? How was your the whole performance? Uh I've been uh you know we've one of the jokes of the season has been what I've said about oh yeah your boy <laughs> Um, but again, I stand by. I still stand by everything I say. I think he proves me more right every week. I think he proves me more right every week. There was never a problem with the ball. There was never a problem with his hand size. Any of that was all nonsense. He just needed to shake the nerves. And once he got that game experience, once week one hit, he was ready to play, and he has not missed a stride since. The dude's been ever control. since. And y'all, yeah, y'all know, y'all know that my one of my favorite up and coming quarterbacks is Joe Burrow. I think he plays insane, and I need the world to take a second to also think about this, that one of the most underrated aspects of his game is his pocket awareness is absolutely out of this world in terms of, and he had to learn how to evade sacks because that offensive line was so bad last year, cost him his rookie season basically. Um, but I mean, you know, it was weird to see because obviously the, the Ravens defense has been thinned out uh, with Peters being out for the year, but Humphreys is still the starting quarterback on like 90% of NFL rosters. And it's he Humphrey. got picked. They're Humphreys. Uh, Humphreys, Humphreys. Not um, Humphreys. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you Humphreys. know how to say somebody's name, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. – that's, that's, yeah, Okay, okay, Raheem Moisture. All right. Anyway, uh, that, that's the name I know how to say, okay? Okay. Marlon Humphrey, oh, I apologize. Uh, he got cooked yesterday pretty, pretty bad. The tight end was cooking y'all too. I mean, like, I don't know what to say. Because it was – too. Joe Mixon. I mean, they are one of the most prolific offenses to this point in the year. Now we did talk. Uh, I do think that there are their offensive line is overperforming, and at a certain point could get exposed. But I mean, this the two most shocking teams to me at this point of the year are the Arizona Cardinals, like we said, being undefeated and how good they are. And again, I predicted the Bengals. I think having three wins on the season, and it looks like they're going to absolutely crush that. So, Man, um, what what I have to say though for the Ravens, and I will always defend Lamar Jackson. The dude has no help on offense, none whatsoever. I mean, the Bengals' defense clearly has improved, but they're not that good. Uh, he couldn't get any help from his receivers. He couldn't get any help from – the running game is literally non-existent if it's not him. So, 
I hate to see it. Um, I, I think it was just a bad game for the, the Ravens. I think they'll bounce back, but, uh, and then also an awesome game for the Bengals. So it's crazy. To yeah. see. What do you think? I mean, honestly, I think, you know, the, the Bengals, honestly, you know, just putting the league on notice at the end of the day. I mean, they're clicking on all phases of the game right now. So, I mean, you just got to give, you know, credit where credit is due. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because, you know, last week when, and we were sitting here and we were thinking that Lamar was going to make that linebacker eat his words. And then, I mean, they came out and they came to play. They, yeah, they showed up. I mean, end of the day, you know, it is any given Sunday, end of the day. And I mean, the Bengals have been, you know, on fire, you know, to say the least. And they're playing well. So at the end of the day, you can't do nothing but respect it. And, you know, it, it's crazy to see these teams that you're so used to being average or, you know, mediocre or just like, not playing up to their potential, but them, I mean, they're definitely putting a, a bright light on all their potential. And, you know, um, I mean, they might only get, you know, better from here. And, you know, the other, I guess, shocker would probably be for me is probably like the Chiefs, obviously Cardinals. But, um, man, I mean, Bengals are, they're looking really good right now. They're yeah. very, very confident. <laughs> it's scary to see right now. They're playing with so much confidence. It's crazy because – I think another underrated thing for Joe Burrow, uh, Nick brought up his awareness. I think his toughness is super underrated, bro. He knows he's going to get hit damn near every yeah. time. And he's just like, bro, I'm going to deliver this ball and whatever happens, happens. And he's been delivering yeah. he's been delivering the ball deep. So I remember him coming out of college. That was a knock that he couldn't deliver a good deep ball. And he's been hitting it pretty good on the money so far. I have to pull up his uh, pro football stats, you know, next we can see exactly how he ranks up. But I think he's been delivering it pretty good so far from what I've seen. Tamar Chase looks spectacular. Remember I brought up that uh, Joe Mixon was a top five running back, and people were like, oh, he, I don't, he, he really is. Because is. <laughs> behind that play action, behind those deep throws, is him just running between the tackles, between the guards, and getting a ton of yards. So they got him. Defense is playing well. Kudos to them, though. I'm happy they're doing good. It's nice to see, you know, another team in the division doing good, honestly, because I like it being competitive. I just didn't like us losing. Uh, That's the, Ra <laughs> the, Ra the Ravens, man, y'all look terrible. All the defensive players need to learn how to tackle. Uh, Nick alluded to Lamar Jackson's weapons. They got better, but honestly, I don't know if these dudes can't get no separation. Wide out wise, it seems like Hollywood Brown is the only person that can get separation. Rashard Bateman's making the splash. Uh, the running back, you know, injuries, all that. I wish we would have got Julio because it probably would have been way more helpful. And you could see it even now that having him probably would have been a big help, even though he's dealing with injuries. It's just crazy. I did. I'm just talking up to an off game. Yeah, That's yeah. I'm and honestly, y'all, y'all were due for a, like you said, you know, the injuries and everything. Y'all were due for a bad game, and that was just that's what happened Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to top it up to that, too. But I top it up to they were just being real, like, arrogant that they were going to roll the Bengals like they've been doing. And they yeah. just thought they was going to wake up, roll them. And, you know, that that ain't what happened. Them boys came to play, and that's how it was. But like I keep telling everybody in Ravens flock, Ravens nation, that these injuries are going to show face soon. And it's going to start getting more evident that we are missing the guys we need because you can't just keep bringing up people off the street and next man up. That shit only works for so long. Now you can't say next man up on like your 10th man. It doesn't make sense. Like the, <laughs> like the, the next man up shit or, you know, that's like, all right, we got to go to our third person out of like a couple injuries. Not like we done had 16 injuries 
and we're going next man up. Man, we need to need to go next man up on the strength and conditioning coach. But that's another topic for another day. Uh, another big thing that happened. Well, I mean, we knew it was going to happen. The Patriots dog walked the Jets so bad that they brought back Joe Flacco. How do you feel about that, Terrence? I know you were hyped. I mean, for me, you know, definitely good to see us get rolling, pretty much scoring on every drive, pretty much. Um, you know, the big thing for us, I feel like, scoring touchdowns because we were kicking a hell of a lot of field goals. Pretty much, you know, before the past couple of weeks, we started coming on a lot more, uh, finishing drives as far as getting touchdowns. And honestly, I'm going to speak my piece. We are a couple plays away from being 5-2 and two or 6-1. and one. The Saints game, we completely – we would play terrible and I will give us maybe another loss somewhere, but we definitely honestly were a couple plays from being a way better football team. But now, honestly, we have to beat the better teams. Like this, we play the chargers. We got to show up. So, I mean, for us, that's, that's, that, that's what it boils to. I feel like, um, you know, everyone on the team feels like their record doesn't necessarily speak for necessarily speak for, you know, the I players, guess the, level of play that we have played because I mean you know we played the Bucks we played you know good teams Dallas we played teams and I mean we're right there play away and pretty much in every game from winning the game. I, I just think it shows that you guys you, you like I keep bringing it up every week when we talk about the Patriots but just that big play you know like if Mac had someone that was like a sure safety blanket or like a big play splash player it makes such a difference you know what I mean because then I it, feel like the play calling is what gives us our Big playability because Josh McDaniels, I mean, he, he can draw up some plays for sure. He, so. I mean, the play the definitely does, but just having you know that top wide out, like we we say it about Lamar too. But like I feel like for Mac, especially in that offense, because they're gonna they're gonna you know dink and dunk for a little bit and then get him going, get his confidence rolling like they have been, and they're gonna take some yeah. shots. So if he just had someone that was reliable, like you know, I don't know, maybe like a Darren Waller type tight end or just. Uh, lead mm-hmm. wide out, it'd make a difference to us. But, you know. Oh, yeah, it definitely would, for sure. Nick, how do you feel about the Patriots dog walking the Jets? I mean, uh, that's that was to be expected. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll say this, not like that, but I mean, like, you know. No, it I, definitely was to be expected, though. You ain't wrong. But, yeah, like, I mean. You I mean, know, I expected us to win. I didn't expect us to, like. No, no yeah, that's what I'm saying. I expected y'all to win the game and probably, like, if I had to put a number on it beforehand, it would have been, like, you know, like, 31 to 10 or, like, you know, 28 to 14, but I mean, that was kind of embarrassing. But we know what Bill's record is when against he's rookies, rookie quarterback, quarterbacks, you know, and it didn't even matter because Zach Wilson against was taking, taking out the game. They put in Mike White. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the Jets have always kind of been beat by the uh, by the Patriots regime. So, but it, it was it was good to see, you know, Mac got it was kind of like a rep game for them, almost like a scrimmage. And I mean, hey, y'all man, he had his first 300 yard passing game. That's what I'm saying. Y'all had, y'all look great. Y'all had uh, a lot of good uh, things, but I do agree. I mean, going forward, I hate to say it because it's one of those things where you can't really like get too, too hype about. Cause if you play like some of the best talent in the league, you know, it could, if you, if that's what you go off of, you could end up, you know, getting whopped by someone of lesser talent. Yeah. But we definitely got to win. win better teams. Yeah. yeah. We got to be better teams. Win, so for sure. Yeah, if y'all could pull that win from the uh, off on the Chargers, I think that'd be a big. That'd be a big one. Factor. That'd be a really big one. And then uh, just going forward, if you guys can build off of that, that'd be kind of neat. So we got halftime here. Nick, who are your top ten players of the week, bro? Who you got? All right. We want to hear. 
so it was uh, kind of weird trying to pick out like uh, someone in particular going away first, but I, I wanted to throw this man in some flowers. Uh, Cooper Cup, man, he's been having a huge, huge season. Um, you know, we've, we've been talking about it. You know, he had 10 receptions, 156 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, that's that's a lot of receivers career game. Like that's a lot of people's mm-hmm. best game of their career. Uh, and, you know, to put that up this week, uh, you know, that Rams offense has been rolling. Uh, second, got a shout out our guy, Dearness Johnson, um, someone who's been begging for a shot since he got in the league. You know, they were down bad at the running back position. And he said, don't worry, I got y'all. Uh, got the uh, – it was a gritty game. It was a defensive game, and he was able to get in there, uh, you know, put up 146 yards, two touchdowns, had the highest-graded uh, pro football focus rating of any running back. Now, I don't know if that stood after last night with Alvin Kamara, um, but before last night's game, I know that was true, and I think it still stood true. Um, number three, I'm going to go with DeMar- Demario Davis. Uh, had an absolute monster game last night. I know we talked about the struggles of the offenses between the Saints and the um, – the uh, Seahawks, but we have to give credit where credit's due. Uh, the defense played great, and Demario Davis was definitely the star of last night's game. I feel like a lot of times, you know, defense kind of falls to the wayside, but he had 10 tackles, four tackles for loss, two sacks, and hit the quarterback three times. Um, then I'm going to go Alvin Kamara. Uh, and honestly, at this point, before the season, and I'll give Keith the nod on this, you know, I chose CMC, he chose Alvin Kamara. At this point, I would take Alvin because the difference between the two there, yeah, are they a quarter flip? Sure, but Alvin's on the field. And the dude uh, put up 179 total yards of offense, basically played wide receiver last night in the slot, had 10 catches. I mean, for any running back, that's ridiculous. Uh, Jamar Chase, eight catches over 200 yards, a touchdown, looked ridiculous, cooked Humphrey. Um, <laughs> I said it was ridiculous, bro. He was cooking that, cooking that man yeah. something serious. Yeah, right after that, we had Joe Burrow. He put up 416 yards. If you look at his percentage, I believe it was 60% on the dot, which isn't great. But, I mean, it's because he was taking a lot of shots and he wasn't scared to go against that defense. So, I don't really knock him for the uh, for the um, percentage because he still was – he was taking – yeah, he was taking shots, had three touchdowns, over 400 yards. I mean, that's a great game. Uh, Sam Hubbard, another one. We got three straight Bengals uh, in a row, you know. Being able to put that much pressure on – someone like Lamar Jackson, who is impossible to get in the backfield. Uh, you know, when everyone talked about when Miles Garrett put up the tombstones, he put up the tombstone for Lamar Jackson, could only got one sack. I mean, getting one sack on him is insane. He had two and a half. So, I mean. I'm not going to lie. It. Them boys took full advantage of that beat-up offensive line. They were like, that oh, is true. we're going to destroy this line. And they just dog-walked it. It was yeah. crazy. So, two and a half sacks on Lamar Jackson is insane. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers' numbers didn't look insane, but he had 77% completion percentage. He had three touchdowns, no picks. And, you know, his big thing is he always has one of the highest quarterback ratings, 127. Uh, Definitely had to shout out my boy Kyle Pitts. He took off, you know. He's leading – he's pacing to beat uh, all kind of rookie tight end records, and that's with two games where they didn't even think about giving him the ball. So he's he's starting – you know, we're in a season where you get one extra game, and he's already playing one game behind basically. Uh, 163 yards off seven catches looked ridiculous. Like we said, didn't have difficult routes, got him up in the seams, up and down the field, and he was working it. Uh, and then Matt Stafford. Honestly, Matt Stafford probably could have been higher on this list, but at this point, I am giving it a lot to his receiving core and the play call on the Sean McVay. No knock on him. I mean, he's playing great. Definitely still probably in the top five to seven range of MVP uh, ratings. Uh, so, you know, 334, three touchdowns, no picks. Great game. 
Yeah, I like how you put Rodgers in there. One thing about A-Rod, you ain't going to get too many picks off of him. He either throwing the ball away or he's just going to take the sack. Like, you probably ain't – you ain't getting too many picks off A-Rod. That's a big one. I'm shocked you didn't have Derrick Henry in there throwing – you know, he turned to a quarterback this this past week. He threw a oh, touchdown. like 86 yards. Yeah, you know, I mean – No no rushing touchdowns. It was kind of a lackluster yeah. day by his standards. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He ain't dominate this week. So And yeah. really the defense was the highlight of their team, so – he didn't, but he threw a touchdown. So, you know, we only Which was hype. Which we was only hype. he he did that same play against Baltimore in the playoffs. I remember yeah. it. as soon as he did yeah, it, I was like, uh, I was like, he's just yeah. throwing it. <laughs> yeah, he did he, he hits that he hits that little stutter <laughs> in the backfield. And I'm like, yep, he's throwing it, bro. So <laughs> Terrence, hit us with some uh statistics on the Colts. How are they looking? Yeah, so some interesting facts for the Colts are that they're plus nine on the turnover ratio. Mm. Their defense has only given up two rushing touchdowns. So that's a great sign when you go to look at someone like the Titans who's, who are in their division. And obviously, the strong part of the offense is running the ball. So really stout up front. Um, also, we're going to look at Carson Wentz. Um, so the coming into this week, Carson Wentz, uh, per uh, <laughs> according to Pro Football Focus, <laughs> Carson Wentz has been credited with one turnover-worthy play. That's insane. That's crazy. That is pretty crazy. And then also we have, honestly, when you look at it, it's crazy to think, but the two top rushers are in the same division. They're in the AFC South with Derrick Henry at one and Jonathan Taylor at two. That man, so, Jonathan Taylor snapping. He reminded me a lot. On. He, remind, on. he reminded me a lot of like a Dalvin Cook type of running back. I mean, maybe he probably doesn't catch the ball as good as Dalvin, but he runs kind of like Dalvin. Yeah, he's he's playing really good right now. And um, that's what we have on the coast right now as far as – that's what stood out to me the most. And also what stood out as well was that they're, they're outscoring opponents, um, scoring more touchdowns than their opponents scored on them, as well as uh, they've made more field goals and, and kicked more field goals than their opponents as well. So. I mean, they're moving the ball, they're scoring points, and they're not allowing, you know, teams to just run on them. Um, maybe they got to tighten up a little bit on the back end. They've allowed 18 touchdowns total. Like I said, two have been rushing, 16 through, through the air. So maybe tighten up a little bit on the back end. And, I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe they have a, a really good defense. Yeah, sure. DeForest Buckner is a big dude to try to run the ball at. I'm sure the Niners wish they had him still on the Niners and not, you know, <laughs> clogging up the middle. Uh, so moving forward, we're going to hit the fourth and five segment. segment. Uh, Nick, I'm going to ask you, was Sean McVay and Rams right about moving off uh, Jared Goff? And fun fact, Sean McVay actually apologized to Goff about how all of it went down. Uh, I'll start with the last part of that. Uh, I mean, we always say business is business, but I think that they it wasn't that they didn't like each other, but let's face it, everyone knew the second that the move was made, it was the right decision because the type of play calling that Sean McVay likes to call the weapons that they had at hand with the addition of Deshaun Jackson. And then plus the fact that they were going to be so, you know, weakened at running back position, everything made sense. I hate to say it, but Jared Goff's not an awful quarterback. He's now in an awful situation. So he looks awful. Um, but the thing is, he's, he's Maddie, Maddie ice light. I mean, he's just another one of those, he's accurate between like 10 to 15 yards, anything beyond that, it starts getting shaky. He's not a big play quarterback. He's a smart quarterback, 
but everything you didn't have with Goff, you now have with Matt Stafford. Yes, he might miss some throws uh, here and there because he's not the most accurate, but he still has the ability to make the plays that you want to make. And it showed they're easily top five. I don't think anyone would disagree. They're a top five team now. They're one of the top five offenses. Um, and look at the difference now. We're saying before the year, we were talking about Cooper Cup is probably the best, second best wide receiver for any team. And now he's looking like a legitimate starter and probably going to have an all pro season, if not first team all pro. Yeah, he he definitely is. But I mean, I, I brought this up on Twitter. I got into it with somebody about it. He he is a number two option. He's better than having the number two of Juju or anybody else. It's just talent wise. He ain't better than those dudes. But off sheer volume that he's getting this year, he's going to finish probably one or two because yeah. they're just getting the ball and feeding them. Uh, Stafford I, loves him, so. Yeah, Stafford and him have this <laughs> crazy chemistry and they're rolling. Uh, talking about Jared Goff, I feel like Jared Goff, if he was on a team that was run dominant where he could benefit from play action like he did with Gurley, I think he would actually look good. But yeah, he could probably be just as good as like Tannehill in Tennessee. Yeah, I'd probably, yeah. I'd honestly might take him over Tann- Tannehill in Tennessee. Like if he was really rolling, like I'm talking about golf that you had when he had Gurley. Like if I can yeah. get that golf compared to the like, we honestly the, haven't talked enough about how disappointing Tannehill's been this year. Yeah, I mean, people were yeah. saying he was better than Lamar. He was light years better than Matt Ryan. Said he was. He was going to be my. That was my pick for surprise player. Was going to be Tannehill this year. I mean, if you look at it, the weapons haven't been healthy. And then, I mean, they didn't get them, get them another tight end, which is kind of weird. You know, yeah. you let your tight end go, didn't get him a tight end, didn't even try to re-sign Corey Davis, who I feel like is respect, like really good. Like he's respectable. I would have brought him back. So yeah. it's just that's that's strange behavior. Uh, do you think, Terrence, that Derrick Henry is pulling away from this MVP or is it someone else? I mean, for me at, at this point in time, it, it's got to be between like a, you know the likes of Derrick Henry. He's definitely one of the front runners for sure. Like no doubt about it. Like nobody's seen this Titans team having the amount of success that they've had, and you know for the, for the most part, it's all on his shoulders. I mean, he's carrying his team to victories. <laughs> and um, Kyler Murray, obviously, Cardinals are undefeated right now. It's insane, you know, at the level that they're playing right now. Granted, he does have some great weapons on offense. Um, and, yeah, I, I probably – Between them two? Yeah, between yeah. Derek and Kyler right now, for sure. I, I know a lot of people are going to give you flack for this, man. We're about to talk about him, Tom Brady not being up there. But to me – I can't put Tom up in there uh, between those two because he'd be throwing the ball. They'd be already up. Like, there's times where you could just pull them and sit them. And you know they're just chasing, like, the stats or the records. Oh, yeah, for sure. They'd be up so early sometimes. I'm like, bro, like, why is he – what is he doing? <laughs> like, what are you all doing? Like, He probably didn't even have to play. They could have let Kyle Trask play against the Bears. He's experience. Honestly, they they rolled the Bears so bad. I know uh, our man Ant over at the uh, fly route pod was out there hurting <laughs> over that. He would have been screaming, fuck 12 again. Oh, for sure. For sure he was going to say that. He'll be back with us next week. He has some business to attend to this week, but he'll be back next week. Uh, Nick, Tom Brady gets a 600 touchdown pass, and a fan lucks up. I'm going to tell you why he lucks up. This fan, he got the ball, right? Mike Evans, for some reason, gives up the ball. He does. He's not aware of it, you know, in the moment, I get it. The fan, in turn, gives the ball back to, like, a representative of the team. I think it was Tom's friend, like, one of his, like, close friends. And Tom even said if the 
the fan held the ball and didn't give it back and kind of like argued what he wanted, he probably would have got more. But the fan gave the ball back before he even like said like anything. And then I guess they worked out a deal. This man got lucky. Lucky. He's a dude from Tampa, Brian Kennedy of St. Petersburg. He gets two signed Tom Brady jerseys and a helmet. He gets one Mike Evans signed jersey plus game cleats, which is wild. He's getting the game cleats. And he gets a thousand dollar credit at the Bucks team store, two season tickets for the remainder of this year and next year. I know they ain't gonna put him in the end zone anymore. So they probably gonna have him at some nice. I think he's getting a Bitcoin too. Yes, he's that's the other thing. He is getting a Bitcoin. Tom's getting a Bitcoin. However, man, at this point, they said the ball worth what five hundred. Thousand, right? $750,000. Now, this is the thing. So, one, let's just talk about how let's crazy it, that is. Let's talk about how crazy that is. Like, he gave the ball back. And, you know, I'm glad that they're doing stuff for him. I'm not hating on it. But, like, yeah, think, about how nuts, think about how nuts that is. Like this. Oh, he's pissed right now. now. Oh, he's contract. big pissed. But this is the thing. <laughs> the only thing I have to say about the ball being worth that much, one, if you're talking about, like, 10 – we're talking about it's 750000 right now. In 10 years, that ball – when Tom retires, bro, that ball would be millions, you know? Um, mil, so, yeah, so you're you missed out on that. Um, but the thing is, is, like, the only bad thing about that is, like, no one signed that ball. Like, how do you prove – unless if you can find some game footage where you're the guy getting the ball. Well, that happened on TV. It was on yeah. TV, so – that's that a little bit hard, but I'm trying to make it up for the guy. I'm, I, but you know, money isn't everything. I mean, the only thing he's got to tell himself is money isn't everything. You got to be a part of history, and you got some shit out of it, man. You know, so I'm sure they they probably gonna continue to try to do stuff. He got one too. bitcoin, which is like seventy grand. Yeah, he got so, the bitcoin I mean, worth sixty, seventy grand. He he yeah. he'll come back, but you know he. He's going to come back, and I'm sure whenever they score touchdowns and stuff, they might give him some more balls. Yo, how mad do you think he'll be? How mad do you think he'll be? Oh, he's a big piss. No, no, but think. So you got the remainder of this season and next season. Tom and everyone retires this year, and now he's got the season tickets for those doo-doo bucks again. Oh, my God. Hey, I got to look at the aspect of I don't feel bad. I think – the only thing he, he must might, be a diehard fan. That's the only thing. No, I mean. yeah, he he probably is a diehard fan. But the only thing that's wrong to me that he did is that he gave the ball back. Because if Jit would have held the ball, he could have been like, "No, I want." This. Like he could have said what he, he had to negotiate. Yeah, he like, "No, nah, I'll tell you what I'm getting." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to. I'll like, tell you what I'm getting. Yeah, so that's all. He probably could have got a couple hundred thousand. Like, no, I won't. <laughs> I'll take cash value, sir. Keep all your stuff. I want cash value. Hey, you know what? I want seven hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> Tom, talk to me tomorrow when they talk about the worth of this ball. Hey, you know what's Man. funny though is that they're gonna fans are gonna start keeping the ball now. If they if so, I think they're gonna start telling players like, hey, if you think someone's about to snap a record this game, do not th- put the ball in the stands. Oh, they're gonna be more conscious of it, and that's the only reason why Mike Evans gave the ball away because he didn't know. So yeah, they're definitely going into the game, hey, or going into the drive, hey, and I if you catch a touchdown from me, don't get the ball away. I feel like there's no way they didn't talk about it before the game. You're only three away, and I'm sorry, Ant, but you're going into the playing the Bears, bro. Like, there's no way they didn't know he was about to break that record. Like, how did y'all not talk, you know? Yeah, he, that's what I'm saying. There's no way they didn't talk about it. He snapped it, too. It's pretty crazy. I kind of like the – I'm not going to lie. I like the Mike Evans-Tom Brady connection. I think it's pretty dope to see. I wish Mike Evans had better hands at times because he'd be dropping the ball. It would be pissing me off. But it's nice to see because <laughs> I, I remember going to a preseason game and I think it's when the Patriots had got Moss. And my grandpa took me. Uh, Randy ran one route, a go. Caught it, 60-yard bomb, sat, on the, sat down the rest of the game. 
just chilled. I was like, okay. <laughs> like held it off, started taking everything off. He was just chilling. So it was, it's dope to see. Shout out to the fan though. He got pretty lucky. I think it's cool regardless. So yeah. He he didn't he didn't make away like a bandit with it, but he still got something out of it, which is nice. It's all the proof he needed right here, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, the picture. Uh, that's it right there. <laughs> yeah, that's the all picture, he needed. That's all he really needed. It's pretty crazy. Uh Terrence, what's wrong with the Niners, bro? What do you think is wrong with the San Francisco 49ers? Man, I mean, they're missing Kittle. Um, they're always missing Kittle. So, I mean, I'm going to say, okay, they're, they're missing Kittle. And then also, I, I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> just, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> because when you think about it, okay, IUK had a great season last year. And this year, you know, Debo Samuel's having a great year. But IUK is barely being used. So, honestly, I... Oh, yeah. It's just I don't I don't know. Their running game isn't the same, so maybe that could be the reason why. All right, Nick, I'm gonna put it in your corner because I hear a couple of Niners fans on Twitter. I got what? a Niners Niners fan that's a friend. They're blaming they're blaming Kyle Shanahan. They said that Kyle Shanahan is getting he doesn't he doesn't get the blame like other coaches do. All right, well, I'll put it to you like this. Kyle Shanahan was our offensive coordinator when we had Arguably one of the best offenses, or we had the best offense of the decade. You know, obviously the Patriots had it in the 2000s, with the 2000 team, um, or 2017. Um, but no, I'll tell you exactly what it is. One, there was quarterback controversy going into the year. You drafted a quarterback. What are we going to do with Jimmy G versus, uh, you know, Trey Lance? Um, the running backs haven't been healthy. George Kittle has not been healthy. The wide receivers are there, but you're mixing in too much with the quarterbacks. You don't know what's happening day to day, and we know how much chemistry goes into it. And then on top of that, look at who they've had to play. So you start out the year versus the Lions and the Eagles. You won both those games, which were winnable games. That's what you're supposed to do. Then you ran into the Green Bay right as they hit their stride. You had Seattle when they still had Russ. The Cardinals, who have been the surprise team of the year. Then you have the bye week, and you go right into playing the Colts. So, I mean, you're playing the gauntlet right now. You have Chicago next week, so hopefully you can make a bounce back. But it's just been every wrong thing that could happen has happened to them. Yeah, I just look at it as they should have moved off Jimmy G while they could have and just signed a backup behind Trey Lance. And because they've been dealing with injuries ever since, even before the Super Bowl, when they went to the Super Bowl, they've been dealing with injuries all the time. Yeah. Kittle, Kittle's great, but he's he's always banged up. Like, yeah. I would have just been like, yeah. you know what? If Trey going to learn this year, he going to learn this year because you moved up and gave up so much to get him. That's the thing to me. Like, you yeah. gave up so much to get him. Insane. You, you should have tried to get some of that back by trading Jimmy. And there's still Literally. teams. You got a whole nother week to do this. Like the Broncos would take Jimmy G. There's teams that would take Jimmy. The Browns would probably take Jimmy G. Okay. So you need to get on the phone and be like, hey, we'll move them. Just give us some something back in return. So the other thing is all these games have been close other than the Colts game. All of them have been within one possession. So I mean, the Colts game honestly was close. It was a no in the game. It was weird because the Colts game was close, but since it was raining so much, there was like a, a couple bobs of the ball. Everything wasn't super smooth. Yeah. Jimmy threw the interception and like, and some throws he looked bad, but then again, it's pouring rain. So I can't, yeah. you can't really judge it. You know what I'm saying? Cause it was like, how are they even completing the ball? You know? So like, I get- think, think about this. You lost 30 to 28 to the Packers. You lost 28 to 21 to the, to the Seahawks. 
and then you lost 17 to 10 to the Cardinals and you you held them to 17 points with all those weapons and the Eclipse Kingsbury offense and everything they've done this year. So I, to me, they're the best four losing streak team I've probably ever seen. But you know, you know, what's crazy is that they they don't they're missing their star corner Barrett from that got drafted by the Chargers. Yeah, and they're you gotta think they're still they had to guard DeAndre Hopkins, bro. They had to guard Devontae Adams. Like I don't even know how that's what I'm saying. They're pulling this the off. Game. Yeah, like how are they pulling this off? Now what they I will say, what I will say is they're probably not going to get much better either. This is probably going to be a wash of a season for them because again the injuries and everything. But they still have they play in that division, so I mean you got to play everybody else again. And they still haven't even played the Rams yet, so you got two two against them. They can beat so. Seattle. I thought they were going to beat Seattle. They could beat Seattle. So I, they could beat I, Seattle yeah, now. They could beat Seattle. But to me, I move Jimmy G and I give Trey Lance the keys, bro. Like, yeah. you you get your experience this year because next year, bro, we're rolling. Like, I don't care. Because you got to think, they got to play Bosa soon, too. Yeah. So you're going to be like, oh, well, we got to load out the bank for him because if he – I don't know how he's been performing this year, but you saw what he did prior before the injury. So if he's even half of a shell of that, you're like, okay, yeah, we got to pay him. So it, it's crazy. Speaking of uh, teams with win streaks and everything, who do you think's win streak is going to get snapped next week? This fall, this week coming up, the Titans got a three-game win streak. They're going to go play the Colts. The Cowboys got a five-five game win streak. They're about to go see the Vikings. The Cardinals, you know, they're undefeated, seven straight. They're about to go play the Packers. The Rams, three straight. Uh, obviously, we know they're going to be the Texans. The Packers, six straight. They're going to the Cards. And then the Bucks with four straight going against the Saints. Who will get their streak snap this week, Nick? Give me one team. Despite, despite Dante <laughs> Adams being out, and despite uh, Valdez Cantley still being out, we are going to have the Adam Lazard Lazard now too. And that's why I meant Alan Lazard uh, is now out, and then also you know Valdez Cantley's out. Um, I think that the Green Bay Packers are going to give it to the Cardinals. I think it'll be a shootout, and I think it'll be a great game. But at a certain so? point, listen, bro, at a certain point, they're going to lose a game. They're going to lose a game. I, I think it's going to be this week. Now, I wouldn't be – but this is what I'll say. The caveat to that is it could go one way or another. It could be either a close game and the Packers win it, or it could be like week one again for Pac- the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers has a horrible game because he's missing his top two weapons. Um, fun, fun fact, caveat is the wrong term to use. In that situation, I learned that. <laughs> my, my my uncle told me that he learned it, so that's the wrong well, terminology to use. He, Nick about to look it up and make yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm about to look it it's up. It's not what you think. It means you know how we say caveat to say something bad. It means something good. No, it doesn't. It means a warning or for a stipulation, which is what I just said. So the stipulation. All right, then Kevin Stewart's line. Anyway, so, I mean, for, for me, I think I, I'm I'm on the opposite side of that. I think the pack will get their six six straight beat. Um, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna say that the Vikings beat the Cowboys. I can see it. I like that pick because I uh, want to see it. I think I think between the Vikes pass rush, I don't think the Cowboys got an answer for Dalvin Cook. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think both can score points. I just think as a whole unit, the Vikings unit has been together for some years now. Guys, they've drafted and brought in. Um, and I think they've been together for, they got like five, six, seven guys that have been there for the past like five, six, seven years. Um, and then, you know, they have a running game and they also have receivers as well. So I feel like, 
you know, Trayvon Diggs can't cover JJ and Thielen. Hey, so, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie. I feel like this week gonna be a challenge. Not saying he ain't had challenges along this season, but I feel like this week because ain't no oh if someone else coming to the side, I get a little bit of a break. You don't get a break, and if I if if I'm Kirk Cousins, this is the game I need to just light it up because you gotta make Minnesota believe that there was a reason to pay you. If you yeah, don't they're go, gonna be able to run the ball, but I think they're gonna be able to throw yeah, it. Well, if, so you gotta go yeah. light it up because if you don't, if I'm Minnesota, low key, I'm thinking about playing Kellen Mond at some point. Like I'm I'm considering. And I'm gonna ask a team if they want Kirk Cousins. He's bro, look at the money you paying this man. Send him back to Washington. <laughs> they, pro- they probably beg for him, honestly. Uh, yeah, so we got some for this overtime segment. We did not have it for you guys last week. We brought it back this week, and we got some little trade special running this week, too. So, guys, for the first half, we're gonna do questions, second half. We're going to get into trades, and then I will be the GM, and you will be trying to get a player off my team. Everybody good? Everybody got it? We ready. All right, Nick, we're going to get you out of here for the game. You might miss the first two innings, if that. Oh, it's all good. All right, the Saints gave up eight draft picks to move up and draft me in the draft. Am I Bob Sanders, Edwin James, Jamal Lewis, or Ricky Williams? I'm going to go with Ricky Williams. All right. Terrence, who you got? Yeah, I was going to go Ricky, too. You going Ricky, too? All right. You both are correct. It is Ricky Williams. They gave all that draft capital for Ricky not to pan out. Bro. You know know how pissed out, man. Do y'all know who his agency was? No, we don't. Hit us with it. Master P's. Yeah, it was uh, Master P. Yeah, Yeah. agency was the one that uh, – it was the first athlete they signed. Hey, people forget no limit was really running a lot of aspects of different things. Boy, and, and Master P played in the league. That man is so smart, it's crazy, bro. People forget that for the Raptors. Yeah, that man know how to get the bag. He, he he knows how to get it easy, easy, easily. All right. So Tampa Bay traded away two first round picks to get me. Was I Vincent Jackson, Jerry Rice, uh Keyshawn Johnson, or Joey Galloway? Who am I, Nick? Two first-round draft picks to get me. It wasn't Vincent Jackson. Oh, I want to go Keyshawn. So. That was that's probably gonna be my pick. Um, Sam, one more time. It's not Joey Galloway because he was old when they got him. Joey Galloway, Jerry Rice, Vincent Jackson, or Keyshawn Johnson. All right, I'm gonna go Keyshawn Johnson. Who are you going, Cuz? It's Keyshawn. As soon as you said it, that's that's the only name. All right, it is Keyshawn. And fun fact, they gave up those two picks. To get Keyshawn Johnson, and then they traded Keyshawn for Jolie Galloway for a one for one swap. <laughs> it's the craziest thing ever. But it wasn't that same same time they did it. They had yeah. Keyshawn for a little bit and then did it after him. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. Him and Gruden didn't get along, you know, because Keyshawn caught. Oh, him trust on. me, I remember Keyshawn playing down there. That boy just called him crybaby. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's crazy. So, moving on, third question of the day: I was traded to the Broncos for Clinton Portis. Am I Brandon Marshall, John Elway, Shannon Sharp, or Champ Bailey? Who am I, Terrence? Trade to the Broncos for Clinton Portis. Mm-hmm. What was the first and last name? Uh, Shannon Sharp, Champ Bailey, Brandon Marshall, or John Elway? Mm-hmm. Oh man, mm-hmm. 
Mm. I'm gonna go champ. All right, who are you going, Nick? Brandon Marshall, I, and I'm like almost certain because I don't remember in the league before Clinton Portis. So you you got Brandon and you got Champ. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Terrence. It was Champ Bailey. It was. It was. was it so Clint, I, I, know I knew it was, was Brandon or Champ. I couldn't remember which one. Was. I was like, damn, because first of all, yeah, Shannon and John Elway were in the league before them, and yeah, I, yeah, I, I knew it was them. I knew on them. I'm like, it's Brandon Marshall or Champ Bailey. Yeah. I, th- I thought I was going to get one of y'all with putting them in. <laughs> I was like, I feel like. Portis was raw, bro. No, no, no. Bro, for real. But people don't know yeah. that. People don't know that. People are like. Yeah, but he you just got caught up in some schemes, too. Yeah. He he like, I honestly thought Champ Bailey got drafted before Clinton Portis. So, obviously, I swapped him or swapped him. All right. Now, we're going to get to the second half of this. Terrence, you took home overtime this week. Nick, he gave a good effort, but you didn't win. <laughs> hey, it was solid. It was solid. All right. I don't care as long as I don't lose the keys. <laughs> All right. I am going to play the Texans. Terrence, pick an organization Ooh. you want to – I'm going to be the Texans GM. Terrence, pick an organization you want to be other than the Patriots. And Nick, pick an organization you want to be other than the Falcons. But so I'm going to be – I'm going to go Packers. Packers, okay. What For about this you, next? situation? All right, I'm going to go. I think I know where this is going, so I'm going to be the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers. All right, so you know what we got going on with Mr. Massage Guy. We don't know if his <laughs> allegations are true, but we would like to get him off this team. What can you do for me, uh, Mr. General Manager Owens? Well, I can't do nothing for you. That's <laughs> what so I'm saying. I was like, I know exactly where this is going. Well, I was thinking I would be able to propose something to you. So I was going to say I'm trying to get Brandon Cooks from okay. Texas. Well, what would you give me for Brandon Cooks? For Brandon Cooks, I think he's worth a second rounder. I give up a second rounder. Mm. Brandon Cooks. Can I get a second round of Eric Stokes, the cornerback you guys just drafted? Ooh. You know what? That's a deal. I said, oh, I know Packers Nation hates you, bro, because they you leaving Kevin King out there. I know they don't hey, like you. Listen, you man, ain't gotta, gotta put up a shut up. He gotta put up a shut up, bro. So at the end of the day, you giving Aaron Rodgers a, a guy and Brandon Cooks who's still playing lights out on a Texans team, which I don't know how in the hell he's doing what he's doing. He looking like at this point he looked like DeAndre Hopkins. Remember at one point DeAndre Hopkins had um what was his name? He played for the Broncos, he played for the Texans, he played for uh, what was his name? Brock Osweiler. He had Brock Osweiler. He had man, oh oh Kansas. Yeah, all right. Well Davis now, now since you got that trade out. Pick another team because we're trying to do the Deshaun Watson trade too. Yeah, you can go to you can go to the Nick. All right, Nick, what you got to offer? Let's assume, and this is assuming everything works out. All right, just assuming that his allegations drop and he's going to play. Um, I'm going to give you Sam Darnold a first round pick, and you have no leverage, so I know that's going to fall through. Um, I don't necessarily want Sam Darnold. I feel like he's damaged goods. Well, I mean, at this point, you're going to have to get a quarterback for it, so. Uh, I think I'm the GM of the Texans. Okay, I'm just saying. Yeah, he said yeah. he rocking and rolling with Tyrod and Davis Mills. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Davis Mills isn't playing too bad for me. We ain't winning no games, but 
He ain't playing that bad. <laughs> I cannot. Is there any way that I can get Sam Darnold and Chuba Herbert or Christian McCaffrey? Definitely not Christian McCaffrey in this deal, but I would give you Chuba Hubbard. I would I'd be willing to give that up. So uh, all in right. that package. I want Chuba Herbert, Sam Darnold, and I want Terrence Marshall Jr., the rookie you guys drafted from LSU. That would be a no. I'm gonna give you that first round pick. I'm gonna need a first and a second round pick. First and a fourth. First and a third. All right. We got Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> You're a Carolina pan. Hold on, you time out. Do you have nope. it? We already signed the contract. You got any play for a team you want to put in right now, Terrence, to get Watson? I mean, I, I could go Broncos. What are you gonna give um, me? I don't want to send him to the AFC, but if you give me something better than what Nick is offering, I might send him. Broncos, I'm gonna give you either Teddy B or Drew Locke along with Fuller in a first. No, I'm going to send him to the Panthers. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. So, put him in the NFC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. That, that deal wasn't as good as next deal. But, you know, trade deadlines next week. What is something you want to see happen next week, Terrence? I'm not going to lie. I think – I honestly think Brandon Cooks should, should get traded. I think Ayuk should get traded from the 49ers. Um, I think Jimmy G should get traded from the Niners. Um, can he get traded while he's hurt, though? He's not hurt. Trey's hurt. Yeah, he's not hurt. Yeah, okay. Trey's hurt. Um, I mean, he still could because we just traded Stefan. Yeah. Um. What else would I like to see potentially? You can say something, Nick. Maybe I might plead back. Yeah, Nick, what move you got you want to see? Big moves you um, want to see or just a move you want to see? Uh, the thing is, is, as much as I hate the franchise, Washington's got to make a play for a quarterback. Um, that's, like, the biggest thing because they have – and I, I'm sorry, like, yeah, the defense isn't playing up to par, but they're still a good defense. Um, but they have unlimited weapons. I mean, not unlimited, but they've got decent weapons on offense. You all, literally all you need is a quarterback, and I feel bad – for Heineke or however you say his name, but like he's just not it. And if you could get somebody like a uh, Jimmy G or literally, there's a couple guys: Drew Locke, uh, Gardner Minshew. Like th- uh, these guys aren't going to be like franchise quarterbacks, but they'd be upgrades for you and could definitely uh, do a little more than what you got with Heineke. I feel like the Jimmy Ooh. G, the Jimmy G one yeah. wouldn't be bad because he could probably learn from him, and then Heineke could probably build off of like whatever yeah. Jimmy teaches him. So. But like that wouldn't be bad. I'm going to throw something out there pretty crazy. I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll get a load of this. What if the Browns, you know, they got the whole issue with Baker. They don't know what to do with Case Keenum. What if they get involved in Deshaun Watson trade? What if you're the Texans and they send you back Baker, say two firsts, and then maybe one of those uh, defensive players at corner, like Greedy Williams or something. Would you send them Watson? And if you're the Browns, would you even entertain that the chance of getting Watson? I'll say if I'm the Browns, I wouldn't entertain it because um, as much as I would, that sounds awesome because, like, you know that Deshaun wouldn't be scared to get OBJ the ball. Thinking realistically, we don't know what's going to happen with 
all the stuff. And Roger Goodell has proven time and time again, he's the final word, not even the court of law. So, I mean, he could still suspend him even if everything gets dropped. Um, but, you know, and you're, you're thinking Super Bowl this year if you're the Browns. I know it hasn't looked like that, but I, I wouldn't entertain it. But it sounds good. Roger, I mean, yeah, I, pro- I probably would keep it the way it is. With I, I probably wouldn't accept it if I was the Browns, like you said, just based off of the allegations and stuff. And then, I mean, Baker, I, stay, I guess he's still coming along, I guess. Um, and then you have, if, if, if anything, you know we can win games without OBJ. And, you know, two-headed monster comes back. Okay, that's really going to help Baker out a lot. Then let's say we trade OBJ and we get some assets either for him. We can even potentially get another receiver, um, draft capital. What if the, um, what so. if the Niners do the swap for Ayuk and Odell? I mean, I can see it happening. The one that I – the blockbuster, mm. if we're talking something earth-shattering <laughs> with OBJ, would be OBJ to Green Bay. That would be the earth-shattering one for me because I could see them doing that. They've been complaining about how, you know, they're a little one-dimensional with uh, Devontae Adams. It, you add OBJ to that team, that almost like the equalizer for what Tampa has between Godwin, Evans, and Antonio, Antonio Brown. So, I mean, like you literally even the playing field right there. Because Tanya, Tanya's probably the most underrated tight end. Oh, Tanya's I got a, a trade sure catcher. I like yeah. Tanya a lot. Yeah. So what about Xavier Howard to the Titans? I mean, if I you would like, the, if you would the, like it, but it wouldn't fix the problem. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, it makes them better. It makes yeah. them better, but like they got some cap issues. Like if Odell were to go to the Niners, there's not really a cap issue. They could that could work. Even Deshaun going to the Browns, like they could move money around because they were gonna have to pay Baker anyway. So those two, like hypothetically, would probably work. I just feel like the Titans because they had they had to eat Julio's cap and then pay yeah. Atlanta for whatever. I feel like that's just too much to risk. I mean, honestly, you probably could risk it because you just lost your first round draft pick. So I kind of, I can see where you're going with that, Terrence, because like you're hurting that corner. I mean, the Broncos might be willing to move off a of Fuller as well, um, potentially. If I if I'm a Bucks, I would look in the lock in to get a corner because you're gonna roll the rest of your schedule. Your scheduling, you might get a loss here and there, but your schedule ain't too tough. You need to be ready when you go play those teams that are like. You know what I'm saying maybe they can pull Fuller from. The Broncos. So we got Fuller. Anybody else we missing that could be some trade bait or anything? I I think Hayden Hurst might get moved from Atlanta. Yeah, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, he might get moved too, for sure. I don't think I, you should move him, but I feel like because Kyle Pitts is snapping, they see him now. I think he can probably get out of there. If you know Arthur Smith's offense, though, he likes two tight ends, uh, so I don't think that will happen. I feel like he's going to keep the old dude and just send Hayden no. for – I, I, I'm not saying he should keep the old dude, but I just feel like that's what he's going to do. I know you No, I'm not even thinking from – I'm telling you, like, it's not going to happen because if it did, I would be shocked because genuinely he likes two receiving tight ends. He likes the short game. Now, the difference is, is obviously, like we said, they tried Pitts in the short game. It didn't work. He's a seam route runner, and he's been, you know, attacking the gaps. I genuinely don't see it. Not even being a biased Atlanta fan, like, because I like Hayden Hurst. I just, from a scheme perspective, it wouldn't make sense to keep Lee Smith and not hate Nurse. Does Marlon Mack? Does Marlon Mack get moved, or does he get? That released? would be a good one. We yeah, need he, Marlon. He's Mack. gonna get moved. He's gonna get moved, and I think shoot, even the Ravens, honestly. So I don't think the Colts. I don't think the Colts will do it. The Colts. I feel like it's tough for teams in the AFC because I never really thought about this until like I started looking. Maybe into even it. Ronald Jones. Maybe y'all look into Ronald Jones. I just. Don't, I think it's easier to go. 
from conference to conference. But when you stay in that conference, I feel like it's tough. And I feel like for us to get more than Mac, the Colts will want so much. And I it's hope tough for the right price, y'all would do it though. I mean, they would do it for the right price. To me, I wouldn't do it because they got offensive line issues. So if they ask too much, like to just get him and he's gonna be a one-year deal, and then you got all those running backs coming back next year. The real thing is the offensive yeah. line, like because yeah. I don't I don't count us as a Super Bowl. I know Nick said we could probably get there, but maybe y'all can get Andre Dillard from the Eagles, or maybe maybe Miles Sanders. Maybe the Eagles would be like, hey, we'll deal Sanders to you. They I need like, to trade him. They're not using him. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't I don't even think I thought Miles Sanders was really good. I don't know what Philly got going on, or they just like, yeah. hey, he's not really- good. Dumpster juice. That's all. And the Dolphins don't seem to be all in on two anymore. They had the whole yeah. tank for two last year. To me, they shouldn't even have tank for them. Why'd you tank for them? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think the Bears should trade Akeem Hicks and they should trade Khalil Mack. Maybe even Allen Robinson as well. You're not winning games. You got I Khalil agree. Mack and you get 30 put up on 38? I agree with the Khalil Mack thing, not because I think he's he's not good anymore. I actually think he's still got a lot left in the tank. Or I shouldn't say a lot. You can still get a he's 30, he's 30, 31, and you can still get a lot for him. Send him exactly. to a send to send him to a team that's ready to win now that needs help at that position. And like, I mean, y'all, y'all would be a great place for uh I don't know what your cap situation is, Keith, but it would be a great yeah. place because that rookie is the only pass rusher y'all really got at this point. So that'd be a good pickup. But I mean, let's face it, y'all's bigger needs are on offense. So I think honestly, Khalil Mack Terrence brought up a good point. I, if I'm the Bears organization, you see how bad that line is. Justin Fields looks bad. Don't get me wrong, he is playing bad, but he looks yeah. even worse because the offensive line yeah. is so bad. No yeah. <laughs> you gotta trade everybody. All those dudes that can get you any value. Let Justin Fields have kind of a rough year because you already showed you ain't putting Andy Dalton back and you're just gonna rock with Justin Fields. Darnell Mooney, Justin Fields probably gonna have a rough year. So is the tight end comment. But I move Allen Robinson. Maybe the Patriots put up a hell of a bag to go get him. Uh, I, hope we, I hope we make a move to trade for somebody before the deadline. And it's crazy because Bill, you know, this is the year, this offseason where he's like went crazy with, you know, like, oh, man, you know, unexpected moves. Like nobody expected Bill to go out there and spend $90 million or to just be going out there spending all this money like that. And I mean. The it, additions it, have definitely helped. Like, Hunter Harris caught touchdowns in four straight games. They need Judon to pay off. Coming on. Because it don't, yeah. don't look – Judon, to me, is the only one that's paid off so far. I think Hunter's playing good. I think John Smith ain't showing up. Nelson Aguilar is – I don't know where he's at. Sometimes he's there. Sometimes he's not. We're coming on a little bit more now. Yeah. I think you just got to see. But that is the wrap of our uh, overtime segment. You know, Nick's ready to get out of here. We got to see if the Atlanta Braves win the World Series. Well, Nick, we got to bring one home to the A. <laughs> yeah, Nick wanted to bring one home to the A. We'll be back next week. We'll have Ant from a fly route pod with us again. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the guys. And hey, we'll catch you next week. Oh, yeah.